This is Limitless Spirit, a practical, inspirational, and thought-provoking weekly podcast about the impact of faith and Christian identity in today's world. And now here's your host, champion of Jesus and people who love him, world traveler and co-founder of World Missions Alliance, Helen Todd. Welcome to episode 19 of the Limitless Spirit podcast. There's a deep divide in our country over the issue of reopening the economy versus keeping people safe and continuing the lockdowns. Actually, economists all over the world are attempting to come up with models that are optimal for preventing human deaths, as well as preventing deaths of national economies. But due to the unprecedented nature of COVID-19, the only comparable historic data that they can draw from is the one of the Spanish flu of the 1918. Overall, the consensus is that there is no one model that fits every nation. And even within a nation, unless it is a very small country, a national policy makes less sense than allowing regions to decide depending on a situation in each region. In the United States, from the political standpoint, it is a divide between the Republicans and Democrats. I want to look at this issue from the standpoint of faith. One might argue that Christianity is very straightforward about elevating the well-being of another individual above your own. The problem is that the concept of well-being in the realm of global pandemic is very different from one person to another. Today, my guest is Philip Todd, an economic policy analyst for the U.S. Senate, a member of the National Economists Club, a committed Christian who also happens to be my oldest son. I wanted to know his perspective on the reopening of the economy versus saving lives, as well as how some of the relief policies seem to contradict each other, and how can this be resolved, and also what is the moral objective for a Christian under these circumstances. There will be decisions that we will have to make, and some of them are tough decisions. But the first thing I wanted to talk <clears throat> about, there is a debate um, right now going on uh, about, you know, some people are really pushing for reopening the economy and, and how important it is to move forward. Others are saying, uh, is it not more Christ-like to sacrifice the economy and protect the health of those who are vulnerable. So what is your opinion on that? Uh, well, I'm going to give you a uh, answer that every economist has, it's their favorite answer, uh, which is the least satisfying answer you're probably going to hear. But it's the, the answer is probably it depends, uh, which is, again, not, not a very satisfying answer. But, but one thing that, that I think people on both sides of the aisle forget to recognize is that um, uh, both of these are factors worth considering. You know, the people who are proponents of, of reopening the economy quickly and, and getting things back to normal uh, oftentimes overlook the public safety implications of what, what it will look like to reopen. Like you mentioned at the beginning of your podcast, we're not going back to normal. Things will not be the same. It's going to be a long time before things are the same. A new um, normal. It's going to be a new normal, as, as a, a phrase that, that's used a lot. So, so I think those, those, that crowd often overlooks the public safety implications. However, on the other side of the uh, aisle, the, the public safety implica- er, people 
uh, often overlook the economic impacts. You know, there's a lot of people that don't have the liberty or don't have the luxury of deciding what's best for their health when they're struggling to pay rent for the next month or when they're struggling to provide for their family, food for their family. Uh, so, so really, the answer is it depends. I think what, what an important step we should take, uh, which it seems to be happening now, is, is people are starting to reopen and r- relax some of the restrictions that we've placed on the economy uh, and allow people to make those decisions on their own. But I think that's really the answer. I think each and then every single individual needs to approach this with a sound mind. Uh, and like Scripture says, actually, one of the verses that I pulled for this morning was Second uh, Timothy one seven, which says for... For, uh, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and of sound mind. And I think using that, uh, that spirit of sound mind instead of the spirit of fear is what we as Christians ought, how we as Christians ought to approach this, this problem in so addressing the economic versus... what is sound versus mind for a Christian? Because, you know, um, as we know, the wisdom of this world and the wisdom that is given from, uh, to us from God, which is more precious than gold, this scripture tells us, often are not the same. What the world calls, calls the common sense and what the sound mind from the perspective of the Bible are not always the same. So what is... For a Christian, the sound mind in that situation. Well, it's a delicate mi- a delicate line, I think. You know, there there's decisions that are made out of fear, and there's decisions that are made out of sound mind. You know, if uh, an, an example, and I, I again, I can't have a blanket statement that applies to every single person because every per- person's scenario is different, uh, and that's what that's what is difficult about economic policy is you can't have one policy that universally benefits everyone. That's almost impossible. Uh, but what I what I, I can give you an example. So you know, someone. Uh, an, an elderly person, maybe with pre-existing conditions, um, who is living off of retirement as it is, maybe it's not as important for them to go back to work immediately. Maybe it's more, more important for them to, to stay in their houses, uh, let this blow over, let the uh, cures develop, let the vaccines develop, and, and uh, uh, take their time re-entering the economy. Uh, you know, it's not the most ideal scenario, but for them that might be the best, uh, uh, the best decision, a sound decision. However, you know, if you're a young and healthy but low-income individual that has a family to provide for, it may make more sense for that person to go back to work as soon as, the, as, soon as possible, as soon as uh, things start to open up. So I really think it really depends on your scenario, but I do think you need to act with, uh, like Scripture says, you need to act with a sound mind. You need to think about the parties that's being affected, whether that be your family, whether that be your wife, whether that be your kids, whether that be your husband. Um, you know, how, how are your decisions going to impact them? And how are your decisions um, going to, to uh, mitigate the risk that's out there? Because there's risk in not going back to work, and there's also risk in, in going back to work and, and succumb, succumbing to the uh, public health concerns. And so, so it, it's a balanced approach, and, and like I said, there's no one-size-fits-all um, solution. But I think Christians need to, need to approach this with sound judgment and with prayer and with, with wisdom and not necessarily out of fear. We shouldn't be afraid of going back to work, and we shouldn't be afraid of staying at home as well. Um, so those are two things to consider, I think. I agree with you that uh, fear is a very poor guide in making mm-hmm. decisions. And normally, um, if the decision is based uh, made out of fear, it's most definitely leads us in the wrong direction. And there seems to be so much fear going on right now. Um, partly, I think, due to the fact that really there is still so much uncertainty about the outcome of this virus. But let's look at the other thing, and it has to do with the economic policy. So it seems to, uh, so our government really, I feel like, has done a very 
a sound job in a very short amount of time to do everything they possibly can to help the people. So on the one hand, uh, there was a, a financial incentive provided for the businesses to keep paying their employees' salaries, keep their employees employed. On the other hand, there was a policy of increasing the unemployment benefits that really um, incentivizes people to stay home and not necessarily pursue the new employment. So um, it seems like, uh, to some extent, these are conflicting policies. Now, as the uh, country, the economy is starting to reopen slowly, I read the reports that uh, many employers are having a difficult time rehiring their employees, and partly due to the fact that sometimes their unemployment benefits are better than the, the pay that they would get. So how do, how do we resolve that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. And, and, and like you mentioned, it's, uh, uh, we were very quick to act in, in putting the stimulus uh, uh, program in. Uh, however, you know, as, as you mentioned, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that, first of all, are impossible to know when you're in the drawing board, you, when you're on the drawing board. You, know, you don't know how it's going to impact everyone. You don't know about the externalities or, or uh, third parties, how they're going to be affected by stuff you put into place. And so uh, I think we're starting to see the implications of what's happening already. Uh, but to go to your question, I think one thing that's very important to recognize is both both sides of the aisle, both both sides of that argument that you brought up, uh, had the best intentions in mind. You know, so the intentions of of uh, business businesses, or you know, uh, supporting businesses. Uh, I mean, the the very simple answer is as to what's going to uh, restart our economy is getting people back to work. You know, I mean. Uh, like we mentioned in the beginning, there's a lot of public health uh, concerns, and we have to balance that, I think, too. Uh, but the, the, the most simple answer of what's going to restart the economy is, is businesses operating at capacity and operating at normal and, and, and operating at full employment. Um, and so that, that's something that, uh, that, that's one side of the, the aisle. You know, you want to support businesses. You want to uh, allow businesses to rehire their workers and, and uh, uh, you know, have something to to carry them through this period of interruption, which a lot of it has been kind of enforced by government in a lot of local scenarios. You know, businesses were forced to close, and so um, so we want to support those businesses. We don't want to put them out of business. Uh, however, on the other side of the aisle, you do have a lot of people that were displaced. You know, workers that were laid off and were fired, and so that was what the other side of the argument. They said, "Okay, look, you've got tons of people that are are laid off." I think the most recent stat was. 30 million unemployment claims uh, as yep. of like yesterday, as of yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and that number keeps rising. It's it's slowing down, but it, it's still rising though. So it's a largest period. Well, of it's slowing down in some states, but it's still rising in other states. Right, right. But but in the aggregate, it's 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 the pace of which it's growing is slowing down. Is what I mean. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so so un- un- unemployment's still rising, and that's a huge concern. I mean, you you got to think about the people that you know. Uh, 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 businesses that, that couldn't support their workers anymore, that did have to lay off their workers, they, what are they going to do? You know, they have families to provide for. There's uh, lots of businesses aren't opening for a couple of months. And so uh, how are you going to mitigate that? And so that's what the other side was concerned about, which is a real concern, too. You know, you want to you want to uh, you don't want, you know, widespread homelessness and widespread uh, um, unemployment and uh, you know, people uh, begging, you know. So, so both are real concerns. Uh, but the problem is, like you mentioned, uh, both of these concerns, while merited, while good-intentioned, sometimes have this uh, kind of uh, 
uh, clashing effect or a tense tension, a little bit of a tension. So it's still up to an individual to make a choice. How do they respond in that situation? Yeah, so, so I think, what, what, um, again, the, the, the basic premise of economic theory is that people respond to incentives. So we as er, policymakers should, shouldn't be too upset that um, employees are taking advantage of unemployment and, and uh, businesses are taking advantage of, of loans. Um, but, but one thing that we as Christians should consider is that we are called to a higher purpose. We are called to, to uh, a higher standard. And, and one thing that we should consider as Christians, I think, is what the intentions were. Um, so, so we know, knowing in the back of our mind, the best way to get things back to normal, the best way to help everybody is to get the economy back to normal. And so to do that, we have to operate with the, with the I think we have to operate with the intentions of the program. So the intentions of, of the unemployment uh, benefits are, are to, uh, transitory. You know, you, you are laid off, you receive unemployment while you're looking for a new opportunity. And I think that's what the approach that Christians should have in that scenario. On the, other, on the flip side, uh, businesses, you know, the, you're, you're, uh, you know you're, you're, you're having to lay workers off uh, and, and you know that uh, the economy is eventually going to reopen. Uh, and so what your intentions as a business owner should be is try to seek funding to get your employees back so that you can easily restart when things do start to uh, open. Because one of the things that I think people um, forget to realize is that once a business closed down, it's expensive to start back up. It's, it's really expensive. Uh, and I think uh, we'll, we'll begin to see that as the economy re- reopens, that there's going to be a substantial cost in restarting all the factories, restarting uh, restaurants, restarting all of your um, uh, movie theaters and all of that. You know, there's, there's going to be some cost associated with that. And so I think what's important to realize is that our, our duty as Christians, you know, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee, is, is um, you know, weighing the public health implications but also understanding that eventually we got to go back to work. We can't we can't rely on on um, uh, handouts forever, you know. And I don't think that's what Scripture calls us to do either. Scripture calls us to be good stewards. And if we're if we're going to be good stewards, we got to think about the long term too. Well, and I think what you're saying goes along with uh, what Dr. Bartlett was saying in our uh, one of our previous episodes about handling the pandemic. He was basically uh, addressing it the same way. It's here. It's not going away anytime soon. But we have to approach it with common sense, test people, treat people, but we have to move forward. We can't keep our life on pause forever. And so uh, the new normal is handling the pandemic while moving forward with our lives. Right. And then, uh, you know, going along with what you said, uh, considering the for each one of us, considering what is the right decision. Uh, for people around us and uh, for those that, that we love. Right, and I think it's important to recognize that it's the, the, what's best for you and your family is not a, a decision government can really, uh, can really decide for you. You know, the government can help out, in which it, it is doing, I think, in, in, in a large capacity, but, but the decision of ultimately what's best for your, you and your family has to be made by, by you, you know. So I, I, I think that's uh, uh, important for us as Christians to take responsibility and understanding what's what's going to be best for your situation and your your uh, circumstance. My biggest takeaway from this conversation is that just like there is no one recipe, one model for countries around the world, the, just like there is no one model for the states within the United States, there is no one right decision for an individual. The matter of personal responsibility 
and assuming personal responsibility for your own well-being and, and how it affects people around you is a very biblical concept. If we look at Galatians chapter 6, verses 4 and 5, it says very clearly, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. We have to evaluate our own individual circumstances and make these decisions. One thing is very clear. These decisions cannot be based on fear. Fear is an extremely poor advisor, and the decisions that are based on fear are not going to be beneficial for anyone. It is a good thing that for those of us who have the foundation of Christian faith, this is something that we can stand on and know that it will not be shaken. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us financially. Any amount that you can donate will help us to continue producing these episodes. It is very easy to do. You can simply go to rfwma.org slash forward give or click on the link in our show notes and it will take you there. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Limitless Spirit with Helen Todd, produced by World Missions Alliance. Are you ready to step out of your comfort zone? Do you have a passion to help people and share your faith across the globe? Visit our website, rfwma.org, and get involved in the Great Commission through short-term missions. We hope you'll leave a review and check out other episodes. We'll be with you in a week on our next episode of Limitless Spirit.